These are strange times in which we find ourselves. They're difficult times. They're confusing times. They're worrying times. They're even anxious times. And there's no part of our life that isn't being impacted right now. Things that uh, a week ago, two weeks ago, that seemed completely normal, we didn't even think about, from how we greet each other to how we spend our vacation time, nothing is immune from being touched by what is changing around us right now with this COVID-19 virus. It's impacting uh, our schools. It's impacting the things we talk to our children about. It's impacting... Uh, our health, most importantly, and we want to remember those who are sick. We want to remember those and be praying for those who are seeking to care for them and seeking to find a vaccine to this virus. It's impacting our plans for the future with so much that's unknown. It's impacting our businesses and our finances, and it's impacting what it means to gather as the church. Nothing seems like it is fixed or constant right now. And so I'd like to take a few minutes to look at some scripture that I think does remind us of what we can continue to believe in, to find that is constant, and to understand that is unchanging in our call right now in this context, in this time in which we find ourselves. The scripture passage that's going to guide us is from Luke chapter 6, starting in verse 12. It's two short verses, but important verses in the life and in the story that has been the story of covenant recently. This is what it says. Now during those days, Jesus went out to the mountain to pray, and he spent the night in prayer to God, and when day came, he called his disciples and chose 12 of them whom he also named apostles. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray together. Lord, we pray that this very moment, your spirit would speak your love and your truth to us all. That we would be reminded of your gospel, your good news, and it would remind us and teach us again what an abundant life truly looks like. We pray this in your name. Amen. Three and a half years ago, this was the scripture passage that guided this church as we unrolled our new vision statement of encouraging one another to follow Jesus where we live, work, and play. And I wanted today to return to this scripture that has been so foundational in the life of covenant. I wanted to return to it to remind us in these changing times of what we can count on of the love of God and of the call of God upon each and every one of our lives. One of the things that I really like, I appreciate about our vision statement is that when we ask how we live it out, we don't just follow it up with more aspirational words or desires, but this is based on action, habit-forming action, which is how we change. How do we live out this vision statement? We do it through the practices that we see uh, lived out, incarnated in the day of Jesus here, and incarnated in people of faith throughout all time and space. We talk about it in three behaviors uh, here at Covenant, solitude, community, and service. And I want to remind us that as we think about our lives and how we spend them, how it's like a three-legged stool. 
none of us getting to pick and choose which of these behaviors that we want to engage in. But as we see with Jesus and as we seek to follow Jesus, each of these behaviors is something that even in these days we are to discipline ourselves to follow. What we see from the very beginning is that when Jesus begins his day, he begins it in prayer with God the Father on a mountain. This is where he centers himself. It's the work of the inner life, this discipline and this behavior of solitude that we talk about. Solitude is not the practice of being alone. Rather, solitude is the practice of knowing that we are in the presence of God and investing in a deep and rich spiritual relationship. It says that Jesus goes and prays, and, and I imagine that this is something that we need to be paying particular attention about. Henry Nouwen talks about the importance of this. He says that in, in his mind, when Jesus went and prayed to God in moments like this, so much of it was about listening for the voice of God. It wasn't speaking at God only. It was about listening and being reminded of the words that Jesus had heard at his baptism, you are my beloved. I don't know that there's anything more critical right now than you and I hearing that same voice that says to us in the midst of these days, you are my beloved. You are my child. You are important. You are not forgotten. You are not alone in these times. As Christians, we worship a God of just amazing miracles, a God that we don't believe is just off in heaven, a God who is big enough to create the universe, and yet a God who is small enough to be involved and caring about every detail in every single one of our lives, and that is still true today. When studies are showing that over 80% of us are checking our cell phones first thing in the morning, How important is it for you and I to be disciplining ourselves when all of these voices uh, of anxiety and of panic are are onslaughting us from the beginning when we're trying to discern information and, and what's real and what's not and what to do and what not to do, how important it is to dwell in the place of hearing that we are the beloved. I invite you to consider what that can look like. In our daily Lenten devotion, we have ways in the front cover of how to pray the Psalms, of how to read the Psalms and the Scriptures uh, in the process of Lectio Divina. You can go to that. You can read the Scriptures. You can read them out loud. You can pray. You can use a devotion. But how important it is to remember that where Jesus started his day is where you and I need to start our day, of remembering the voice who declares that we are loved, that God is with us, in this time, and that we're not alone. This, however, leads in Jesus calling then disciples, and the way that, as we know, that Jesus formed disciples was he didn't just form them through giving them lectures, but he invited them into this second leg of a three-legged stool, into the life of community. It's important in this day and age to realize that we are in a time of great loneliness. Studies are showing that we are becoming lonelier and lonelier and lonelier as people. We're surrounded by people, but we don't feel known. And now we're going to be asked to practice as an act of loving our neighbor, a term that many of us had never heard until a few days ago, which is social distancing. There's a concern, even though we need to practice this, as an act of love and as an act of serving our neighbor, but it's, it is a concerning thing to practice social distancing in a time when we are already starting from a baseline of loneliness. As people of faith, the forms in which we gather together might change, but we need to understand that we are called into a life of community and that 
calling has not changed. It's important that we continue to find ways, even when the forms are different, to to gather with our small groups, to gather in mentoring relationships. It might mean we can't be face-to-face with each other. We have to uh, decide our own and discern our own comfort level with that. But through the marvels of technology, we don't have to be isolated from each other. I think we should be disciplining ourselves again through these behaviors to be forming and building community, not waiting for it to come to us, not dwelling in a sense of being alone, but of writing to each other. I know people at this church who have said that they're going to start writing handwritten notes every single day and mailing them out to each other. I know people who are uh, determined to be FaceTiming. I know people who are determined in small groups to be gathering through different online platforms so that they continue to know how to pray for each other, continue to check in with each other. You and I ought to be leaders in our community right now of, of building and initiating the things and the ways that we can be in constant contact. And we should be leaders in those moments when we can be together, even through technology, of telling the truth to each other. When people ask us how we can pray, of being authentic and real about how they can pray for us and that how we can pray for them. We want to be honest with one another in this time as to what our needs are in community and to walk together towards Jesus in different ways. Just because we're in a time of social distancing does not mean the call to walk in community is any different. And we must discipline ourselves to still be together. The third leg of this three-legged stool is what we call service. Actions of solitude, community, and service. There's going to be important things that our church is going to have to decide about what it means to be a love letter from God to the city of Austin. Things that uh, needs might be arising on a daily or weekly basis that we never anticipated before, and we're going to have to respond in that. We're going to have to respond of what it means to love our neighbor and to seek to serve all of those for the common good and the flourishing of Austin in this time. But we're also going to have to be looking at seeking to serve individually. We're going to have to be looking for people who might be alone. We might have to be looking for our neighbors who don't have the support that they need. We might need to be knocking on a door or making a phone call to someone we're not even all that familiar with just to check in and to see if they're okay. I heard an amazing story the other day of uh, a, a, a person who was in Home Depot. They had been in several different Home Depots and they were looking for surgical masks, both to hopefully um, uh, uh, keep the air more pure, although it's a question of if that's really helpful, but also to stop touching their face as much. They had been to several different stores looking for surgical masks. They got to a Home Depot and they found the last box as people were lining up as they had been brought out from the back. And as they picked up this last box, there was a woman who came in who had obviously been undergoing chemotherapy. She came to the, st- to the aisle where surgical masks were being sold. And in a time where this individual had seen folks taking multiple boxes, as we've seen on the news, hoarding the things that we need to keep us safe, told the story about how this individual went, bought the surgical mask himself, then returned them to this woman's cart to say, you need these probably more than I do. These simple acts of service in these times are going to be incredibly important. How are you called this day to think about those outside of our orbit? If you're going to go shopping, who can you go shopping for as well? Who can you check in with if you need to pick something up? Who is lonely? Who might need support? How do you and I think about this? How you and I are called to be a love letter where we live, work, and play.
It's important for us to remember that in a time where so much seems to be swirling and changing around us, that we are called to be the church. That the same calling that was upon this church two days ago, two weeks ago, two months ago, two years ago, is the same calling that's before us today. The same scriptures, the same disciplines that guided us before, that's what we need to keep doing now. Covenant, we know what it is that we're called to do in these times. We know what it is we're called to believe. We know where it is we've been called to turn. We need to keep being the church that God has called us to be. To in solitude hear the voice of the one who declares that we are not forgotten, that we are not alone, that we are loved. To walk with one another in community. To know that we're not alone and to reach out and build community with one another. To seek to serve in this city and in our neighborhoods and in our families and places of need. This is who we are. This is what we do and this is what we will continue to do and to trust in and to believe in in the days to come. God bless you. God bless those whom you love. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.